Good morning, church. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. So many exciting things happening today. So many, so many uh, heavenly pieces being put into place. Yes. Um, if you're a puzzle lover, I mean, there's just great joy, right? When pieces just snap into place. There's greater joy when it's his hand moving the pieces. Amen. There's great joy this morning. Um, so this morning, the nursery is open. It is DIY, um, but it is open for use if you have smaller kids. Also, uh, the family room is open this morning. Woo-hoo. If you uh, were able to walk through it at the small group dinner, I encourage you to do it again because it's finished. Um, the room is designed primarily for kids three through eight. I say that because there are choking hazards in the room. Yeah, careful. You can take your child in there, but you are responsible for your child. Just keep an eye on them. Um, if ever any of us adults see a bunch of kids in there without an adult, like without supervision, you'd feel free to go in there and be like, uh-uh. Because it is um, a room that is for use for parents and caregivers along with their children. So kids have to be supervised, but that is open for you. You can hear the service. You can relax. Um, There's some beautiful Bibles in there that you can look at. There's awesome books you can read to your kids and just love on them on a Sunday morning and enjoy the presence of God. Um, Also, after church this morning, we have Mighty Fine Donuts. And that is Mighty Fine. We are celebrating today the installation of Andy as an elder and as an associate pastor here at Erie Christian Fellowship Church. This is a huge deal. It's a big deal when someone answers the call of God, when they agree to lay down their life for the church. And y'all are the church. So this is a big day. Amen. All right, stand with me. We're going to open in worship. The flow today, you know how we mix the flow up a little bit. We're going to do an opening song. We're just going to worship the Lord with gladness, with joy. And then we're going to move right into the, uh, to the elder installation portion of the service because uh, we want to get right to it. And then we're going to go back to worship because it's something to be thankful for and something to be you know, just worshipful about for the church. So i got a psalm we're going to read together here this morning. It's out of Psalm 117. We're going to read verse 1 and 2 together. On the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Laud him, all you peoples. For his merciful kindness is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Father, we just invite you here today. Have your way in this place, Lord. We come before you. We bring everything before you, Lord. Our hearts before you our minds before you, our spirits lifted up. We just thank you for all these things. In your precious name we pray. Amen Amen. and amen. Let's worship. Father, we worship you. We give you all the honor and the praise and the glory. Father, as we enter into this time of elder ordination and associate pastor installation, these big fancy words, Lord, that we know that this is of you and for you. And so we do this with open arms, with open hearts, and that you would have your way. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen Amen. and amen. You can have a seat. Like I said, we're going to go back into 
uh, some more worship here in a little bit. Steve, I'm a little hot up here, I think. Welcome. So this is something I've been looking forward to in, I think it's probably been almost three years when we first started, is I really felt like I, there was a sense of a change on how we're structured here at ECF. And I taught on this a couple weeks ago, but I want to just, I want to read a scripture to you, and I want to talk about it just for a minute, just to clarify, just to make sure that uh, you understand what's happening today and what that looks like. The scripture I want to read out of is out of 1 Peter 5. It says, the elders who are among you, I exhort. I, who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly. Not out of compulsion, but willingly. You're willingly choosing this. (laughs) Not for dishonest gain, but eagerly nor as being lords over those who entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. So what does an elder mean? doesn't mean it's an older person, although in, in today's society I think that's the connotation we think. It comes from a Greek word, I'm not even going to try to say it, but the definition means overseer, shepherd, leader. As I define it as this, it's defined as love. Spiritual fathers and mothers called to model, equip, and govern other family members. They are to be servant leaders working for the benefit of the family. And I've mentioned this many times, this is a family. We are a family. This church is a family. The way we've structured it here is there's something called a plurality of elders, which means there's multiple elders who are really co-equals in the leadership of the church. And I mentioned before, I have a chart that I'll just review with you here in just a minute. Uh, Don't pull it up just yet. But what the basic job of an elder is over the church is three things. is to protect, to direct, and to correct. Three very important roles in the church. And there are many roles in the church, not one of them being more important than any of the others, but this one being one that protects, directs, and corrects. And so we look to the Bible to see what are the qualifications of an elder. What are the qualifications of someone who is to be even considered for this position? Of course, we also said that has to be willingly the person comes forward. So I'm just going to list a couple of them. They're not on there, but they're long. There's a lot of them. Is willing. Is above reproach. Not perfect, but has integrity. The Bible says, as a husband of one wife. This is defined as a one-woman man. It actually can be defined as a one-man woman. 
There's multiple things in scriptures and acts and even in 2 John that talks about female elders. I'm not getting into the whole theology behind that and we can talk about that on another day and what that looks like. But it doesn't mean the person has to be married. I know Andy shared his testimony last week. And so you guys had a chance to hear his heart and his background and where he was from. But ultimately what that thing means is that it has a heart for one. The person has to be temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, humble, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not quarrelsome, gentle. I'm just getting started. Free from the love of money, able to manage their household, has a good reputation with outsiders, loves what is good, is upright, is not a new convert, is willing to be tested, has the heart of a servant, is full of the Holy Spirit, knows that he or she is called, is in love with Jesus, and has endurance for the marathon that is set before them. What a list. What a list. I knew I'd cry at some point. But I can stand here and tell you, I've never met a man that fulfills more of these qualifications than you, my friend. I've known you for many years, most recently, very closely over the past couple years. And I read through the list. I'm not, nothing against anybody here. I'm sorry, guys. But honestly, that list is you. And so I'm excited for you to be a part of the eldership of this church this morning. So Andy, this guy, the relationship that we've grown with him over the past couple years has been amazing. He has a heart for the church. He has a heart for this church. He has a heart for our family. He has a heart for unity. He has a heart for pastoral care. And it's interesting as he brings to this church stuff that I can't bring. Stuff that Pastor Liz can't bring. He brings a unique gifting that God has created in him that will flow through him that will be a blessing to this church. Cole, you want to put that slide up? I just want to, I showed this a couple weeks ago, and we're going to invite Andy up here in just a minute. But basically, this is what it looks like from an elder-led church. And I've said this before, but you basically, you follow the arrows. So the arrows are where life is being poured into, and then the arrow coming out is where basically life gets poured out. So we have a uh, network, an external spiritual covering network called One Focus Network. We've talked about this before. Pastor Jack and Trish Grableski were here. They're, they're one of the leaders of that network. They were our pastors growing up. We've known them for 40 years. And that network is a spiritual oversight for our church. And I think it's somebody's recommendation. We're going to put information about them on our website so you can see who they are and make sure that that's available for you guys. 
Then there's, so that's external. There's also internal people that pour into the elders of the church. That's Pastor Jim and Pam and Paul Luciano who pour into us, who check on us, see how we're doing, making sure we're okay. Because as you know, when you're in leadership, it's good to have people that are checking on you periodically to make sure you're okay. And then the elders, again, I said protection, direction, and correction. And then our arrows kind of flow down into all the different aspects of the church. It's all kinds of things that happen at a church. But our job is to flow ministry into the congregation, into the ministries that are here, into the families that are here, into the people that are here. And then it's your job to flow your ministry to each other and then out into the community in which we are. So that's how that works. Uh, Cole, you want to put the, the main slide back up. So Andy, it's in that spirit, with that explanation, with that scripture, we want to invite you up here, and we want to do two things this morning. First is ordain him as an elder, and second, install him as one of the pastors here. So Andy, come on up. Liz, you want to come up as well? able to put weight on it now a little bit, yeah? A little bit, yeah. yeah. I can take those. You guys see okay? This is going to be a, a, the way this works is there's, I, I'm, as the leader, I give a phrase and then he'll respond to it. And then when it's done, I'm going to turn to you guys because this is a family deal. It's not just a deal up here, but it's a family deal. And there's some things we're going to commit to as a church family as well. <laughs> so now, before God and this local congregation whom you serve, we ask you to profess your faith in the purpose of God here today. Andy, are you persuaded that you are called of God to the office of elder, not because of selfish ambition, or because, or but because your love for God in Christ's bride, the church. And do you trust that this is the work of the Holy Spirit, and therefore the Holy Spirit will aid and guide you in fulfilling the duties of your office? By the grace of God, I am persuaded. And this is my trust. Amen. Do you accept the Holy Scriptures of the Old and New Testaments as the Word of God and the ultimate rule of Christian faith and practice? I do. Do you promise to exercise your ministry with diligence and love for the sheep placed under your care? I do. Will you in your own personal life seek to follow the Lord Jesus, love your neighbors, and work for the reconciliation of the world in Christ. Do you promise to further the peace, unity, and purity of the church, not lording it over the flock of God as world leaders do, but by serving those whom you govern? I will. Will you seek to serve the Lord Jesus by overseeing with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love? Do you promise to be mutually submissive to your fellow elders in the Lord 
And will you love your colleagues in ministry, your fellow elders, pastors, deacons, ministry teams, volunteers, working with them, subject to God's Word and the Spirit? Do you promise to be zealous and faithful in promoting the truths of the gospel and the unity of the church, whatever persecution or opposition may arise against you on that account? I know you will. (laughs) And will you be a faithful minister proclaiming the good news in word, in sacrament, and life? Will you serve and govern the church in your ministry, showing love and justice for Jesus Christ? Amen. This is your part now. Just answer, we do or we will, depending on the phrase that I give. The first one is we do. Do you, church, acknowledge and publicly receive Andy as an elder, a gift from God to his church to lead us in the way of Jesus Christ? The next two are we will. Will you faithfully support this elder and uphold him in his office as elder? And will you love him and pray for him in his ministry and work together with him, humbly, cheerfully submitting to the elders that by the grace of God we may accomplish the vision and mission of this church to the glory of God? We will. will. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, it's not over yet. Before we pray for him and anoint him with oil, we're going to install him as an associate pastor as well. So today we have the joy of also formally installing Pastor Andy Musella, who we believe has been chosen to serve as associate pastor of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We believe and we know he is well qualified, that he has been prayerfully, biblically, and lawfully selected. The Bible says there are different gifts, but is the same spirit who gives them. There are different ways of serving God, but is the same Lord who is served. God works through different men and women in different ways, but is the same God who achieves his purpose through them all. To each one is given a gift by the Spirit to use it for the common good of the church, together as the body of Christ and individual members of him. Within this common ministry together, some members are chosen for particular work of pastors, ministers of the word, elders, deacons. In this ordination and installation, we recognize these ministries, remembering that the Lord Jesus said, whoever among you wants to be great must become the servant of all. And if he wants to be first among you, he must be the slave of all his brothers and sisters. Just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life to set others free. So I got a few more questions for you now. We passed the first test, now we're going to the next one. Andy, God has called you by his voice, the voice of the chief shepherd, as well as the voice of this church to serve Jesus in this special way. You know the church here, your spiritual family, and what we believe, and you understand the work for which you have been chosen. Do you trust in Jesus Christ, your Savior? Acknowledge Him as Lord of your life, 
the world, the head of the church, and through him believe in one God, one Father, one Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes, I do. Do you accept the scriptures, the Old and New Testaments, to be the Holy, by the Holy Spirit infallible, inspired, inerrant, the unique authoritative witness to Jesus Christ in the church universal and God's word to you? I do. Will you be instructed by these scriptures and led by them as you lead the people of God? I will. And will you minister the word in obedience to Jesus Christ under the authority of scripture and be continually guided by them? I will. Do you endorse the government of this church? And will you honor its discipline? Will you be a friend among your fellow laborers in ministry, working with them subject to the ordering of God's word and spirit? Yes, I do and will. Will you govern by the way you live, by following the Lord Jesus Christ, loving your neighbors and working for the reconciliation of the world? I will. And will you faithfully shepherd, proclaiming the good news in word and sacrament, teaching faith and caring for people, Will you provide for their worship and instruction? I will. Church, we got three we do's. Do you, the members of Erie Christian Fellowship Church, receive Andy as pastor, chosen by God through the voice of our eldership and apostolic covering to lead you in the ways of Jesus Christ? Do you agree to encourage him to respect his decisions, to follow him as he guides you, serving Jesus, who alone is the head of the church. And do you promise to provide for his well-being as he works among you, to stand with him in trouble, and to share his joys? Will you listen to the word he preaches, welcome his pastoral care, honor his authority as he seeks to honor and obey Jesus Christ, our Lord? All right, it's time for the oil. Guys, we're going to anoint Andy with oil. And I'm going to say a prayer over him, and then I'd like you to pray as well after we do that. You can just stretch your hands out to him. Thank you, Lord. 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 We worship you. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Christ's name and in the power of the Holy Spirit, we ordain you to be an elder and install you as associate pastor of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. Almighty God, pour upon Andy the Holy Spirit for the office and work of elder and pastor of your church. We rejoice in our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, and we thank you for setting apart through your Holy Spirit this man to serve as a leader in your church congregation. We pray that you will fill him with wisdom, fill him with good judgment, fill him with courage, zeal, patience, 
and your love that he might serve this congregation as you would have him. Bless him in all his service in Christ. Father, in every age you have chosen servants to speak your word and to lead your loyal people. Father, we thank you for this man, for this man whom you have called to serve you. Give him every special gift to do this special work and fill him up with your Holy Spirit that he may have the same mind as Christ and be faithful and be faithful as a disciple as long as he shall live. Father, I pray in the matchless and mighty name of Jesus that you would bless this man and keep him, that your face would ever shine upon him, and that his life would be filled with your peace. Peace in the valleys, peace in the shadow of death, peace in the dark places, peace on the mountaintops. Peace in fields of sunshine. Father, let your favor rest upon him. And let him rest upon it in Jesus' name. Let him rest upon you. Let him nuzzle into your heart. And partake of all that you are. That it may flow in him. Filling every space. And flowing through him, that he would be a source of peace, of joy, of hope, of love to the people. Father, I thank you that he lacks no good thing. Yes. I thank you, Father, that by your spirit he lacks no good thing. Father, I thank you that he is strong and mighty for the tasks set before him. And Father, I just keep seeing his feet moving, taking ground, moving and never standing still. A missionary, but not in the way that we thought, not in the way that he thought, Father, but in the way that you always had for him, taking ground, making a way through the wilderness for the people to follow him, to follow you. Father, so I thank you that you strengthen him and that you pour out your favor and your peace and your blessing upon him for the task in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says, therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. So now, Pastor Andy, take authority as an elder and as a pastor to preach the word of God, to administer the holy sacraments into the order of the life of the church. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Church, welcome Andy as your elder and associate pastor. Love you, man. You want to say something? Uh, sure. <laughs> now we're going to put him on the spot. His I first job. This is his first test. There you go. Yeah. He passed right. him already. Thank you. 
uh, for receiving me. Um, a lot of you heard my testimony last week, and so it's very humbling and uh, to me to be able to step back into ministry in this way. And um, it always just blows my mind that, that God wants to use us to do anything for him at all. You know, when you look back at your life and you think about all the stuff in your life, you're like, oh boy, how will God use me? And then he does. He just keeps pulling you along and drawing you. And, and so it's just very humbling and exciting. And I'm looking forward to um, continuing to serve and to serving each one of you and Pastor Jason and Pastor Liz and their family and hearing all of your stories in time. So Amen. I love you guys. Amen. All right, thank you. All right, guys, stand with me. We're going to worship the Lord, amen? It's a joyous morning, a time of celebration. Uh, we're just going to enter back into worship. Uh, we'll dim the lights down a little bit. But as we do that, I just want you to, I want you to know as a church that we do see this as a family. And the purpose of that eldership structure if you look at the different government structures of a church, the purpose of the eldership one is for multiplication. It's for seeing more and more people rise to different levels of leadership and to be placed in their calling. It's not a spectator sport, guys. It's not a spectator sport. We're all on this team. We're all in this family. And we're all called to serve in different areas. We know where Pastor Andy's called to serve. But I ask you, where are you called to serve? Many of you are serving already, but God's got a place for you in the family to do the work that he has placed in front of you. So let's worship him. We're so grateful and thankful for who he is in our lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's worship. All right, I release you to come to the table to receive your communion elements, and we're just going to partake of the body and the blood of Jesus this morning as a family. So if you're gluten-free, the gluten-free elements are on the plate in the middle. Otherwise, it's two cups and one, one pickup. Um, hold on to your elements, and we'll take them together uh, after you're back to your seats. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bible says in John 10, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I am the door. We could talk about that all day. He is the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And there's a second half to that promise. It says, and we'll go in and out and find pasture. We'll find what is needed because of him. It then says, the famous verse we quote a lot, says the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. It says, but I have come. This is Jesus speaking. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Father, we thank you. 
He then says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Man, what a beautiful representation. Just take a moment and just reflect on him being that door, that entryway to all of eternity, to a relationship with God the Father. It frees us to find the pastures we need that brings life abundantly, both in this world and the life to come, in heaven with him. Father, we just bring all things before you this morning. Every care, every concern, every hardship, every challenge, every sin, every lie we've been believing, we bring it before you. We lay it at your feet. Father, I believe this morning that as we take these elements, that the truth of who you are will set us free. That the truth of your life and your love and your resurrection will set us free. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. The Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took the bread. We had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. Father, we thank you for truth and the truth that sets us free. Father, we worship you. We love you. We praise you this morning for all you've done, all you're doing, and all you will do. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, stand with me. We're going to continue to worship. Uh, The altars are open, so if you've got any business to do with the Lord, come on down. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So as we were worshiping and I was on my knees down here and I just kept hearing healing, healing. The Lord wants to heal. And sometimes he'll tell me specifically a body part or an issue or a function that's not working. And I heard nothing. I said, well, Lord, okay, what do you want me to do? 
And then Ryan walked over to me. Obviously, he had no idea I was hearing that. And he said, circulatory issues. Circulatory issues the Lord specifically wants to heal this morning. So if that's you, I want you to raise your hand. If you've got any type of circulatory issues, whatever it might be, in your legs, in your arms, wherever it might be, just slip your hand up. Come on. Got one here. Anywhere else? Come up here, brother. Anybody else? Come on up front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Grab that oil right down there. Praise God. The body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen? God has created it. The Bible says that He Himself who bore our sins in His own body on the tree, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. The price has been paid. It's done. The Bible also says, but the spirit of him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. The Bible says the call on the elders of the church. Andy, come up here, brother. That's right, first day on the job. He's got work to do. <laughs> We're just going to pray right down the line, baby. Join us with us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Healed in the name of Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. Father, we command this body to get in line with the Word of God in Jesus' name. Circulatory issues healed now in Jesus' name. Blood flowing to every location that it needs to flow to. Every portion of the brain of the body. Oxygen, life flowing through. But the Lord would say, I also want circulating truth mm. and love. Mm. Let it go from your head to your heart yes. to every area of brokenness. Yes, Lord. Yes. As the heart pumps the blood, every area takes life. So love and truth to every area. Thank you, Father. Not just in the head, yes, Lord, but in the heart and in the broken mm. places. Mm. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Mm. In Jesus' name. Mm. Lady, as you came up to get communion, you walked by me, and I saw how you were walking, and I just felt mm. the Holy Spirit asked me, is that okay? Mm. Are you okay with that? Mm. Am I okay with that? I'm not okay with that. That's right. Whatever, I'm not okay with that. 
Are you okay with it? I'm not okay with it. Are you okay with it? We don't say yes to this. We say no in Jesus' name. We bind sickness in the name of Jesus. And we say you must go in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Life. Life. In the name of Jesus. Life flow. Life flow. Life flow. Healing is hers in Jesus' name. Sickness must go in Jesus' Hallelujah, Lord. We say you have no place. Thank you. You have no right. Thank you, Lord. We close the door on Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Unhand her in Jesus' name. We release the blood, the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wholeness in Jesus' name. Father, we call this man healed. We call this man whole. We call every function of his body in perfect operation. Father, you've called this man to be an evangelist, to preach the gospel everywhere that he goes. And there will be nothing the enemy can do to hold him back from that. For no weapon formed against him shall prosper. For you have plans and purposes. Plans and purposes for this man. To see the lost saved. To see the sick healed. To see lives transformed. Strengthen this mortal body. I feel like the Lord would say that there's grief just stuck mm-hmm. in you. That let the tears come. That it's not me mm-hmm. to keep them in. That His heart grieves for the lost. Don't man up, Jesus up, and let tears flow. Let grief flow from every part, from every part, from every part. Father, I just, I just see a springing forth, a springing forth, Father. Of blood and water, of spirit and truth. Tears of mourning and tears of joy. Intermingle, Father. Your plans and Your heart, Yes, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. It's your hands, brother. Is this an all-the-time thing? No, it just started this past week. It's just mm. my migraines and just stuff. It's just weird. It's just today especially. Okay. Yeah. Because mm. when I flow in the Holy Spirit, like when I know, when it's just like thick, my hands are freezing hard. Are they? Yeah. Now, some people say their hands get really warm and they've got like this healing anointing. Yep. I, when I when I know that the Lord is going to move in me, my yeah. hands are like ice and I'm just like, all right, Lord, yep. what do you want right. to do? Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Father. Father, we thank you for the prophetic voice that you have given this man. Father, I speak health, healing, and wholeness over this body now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against him shall prosper, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you have anointed him to preach the gospel message, that you have given him everything that he needs to be a servant of you, to be a disciple of you. Father, flow through this man today. Flow through him like you've never done before. Bring wholeness to him, to his family, to his siblings. Father, may you bring forth power 
Dunamis power. Dunamis power. Dunamis power. Dunamis power flowing through this man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Yes. Praise your holy name. This is only for grown-ups. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, brother. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Beyond what people have said, beyond what people see. Yes, Lord. Jesus, He will circulate. Yeah, that's right. He's got no problems. He will circulate this world for you, and He will flow in, and He will flow out, and He will carry the good news. Thank you, Jesus. The wonder-working power of the love and of the delight and of the joy of the Father over His children. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. A man after God's own heart. A man after God's own heart. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. All right. None of that was on the cue sheet. (laughs) How many of you are so thankful that the Lord doesn't follow the cue sheet? I'm so thankful he don't follow the cue sheet. Amen. There's so much he wants to pour out. If we'll take the time to receive, take the time to partake, there's no limit. There's no limit. It's not just for grown-ups. It's not just for... Children, it's not just for the perfect, because ain't none of there's nobody here except for Jesus. He's here. He's the perfect one. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful this morning. Father, I just thank you and I praise you that you delight to pour yourself out, pour out your Holy Spirit into our presence, Father, and we just partake. Praise you. Partake of all that you have for us this morning, Lord. You are worthy. You are good beyond measure. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus, this morning. We thank you, Father, for Jesus this morning. And we just seal 
This, the healing that was procured this morning, we seal Hallelujah. it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And as a family, we say no sickness right. in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We say no to Hallelujah. sickness in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Get out of the house. Get out of the house in the name of Jesus. We speak life to all who enter here, to all who fellowship here, to every member of the family. We speak life, wholeness, healing by the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Doug, this is for you. Yet in all these things, you are more than a conqueror through him who loved you. For you are now persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ, your Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm just going to share this last thing. You don't know... You don't know what your kids are going to do as you spend years pouring into your kids. And I want to tell you that nothing is wasted. I was talking to someone this morning about how important it is to bring kids to church and how Jason and I would come to church sometimes and 25 minutes later we'd have to turn around and go back home because of one kid issue or another. And sometimes you get home and there was so much work, the waking up and the getting ready and the going for what? Just turned around and went back home again after what, like 10 minutes or 15 minutes in the door. But it wasn't wasted. It wasn't wasted because it's a spiritual practice that honors God and fills our souls and our spirits. So you don't know how that faithfulness and and you don't see always what's what's being birthed in your children. Um, This story ties into this morning and then we'll dismiss into break. Uh, last weekend we were away and we did a marriage getaway, which was fantastic. Okay. I'd like to believe, I do believe we are believing that the lives of the four couples who were there will never be the same. Their spiritual lives received just a, what, an infusion um, their marriages, an infusion, communication, an infusion, lots of other good things received infusion of life and of God. Um, and it was phenomenal. Before we went away, one of our daughters had like a stomach bug. And it's a straight up stomach bug over probably it's about like an 18-hour thing. As soon as the, the belly was empty, you know, better. Um, and so we took care of that before we left. We left. We get to the, the bed and breakfast, which was gorgeous. Get there. And within five minutes, I get a FaceTime. And I look at the face of Eva, and I don't even need her to say anything. I'm like, go get the bucket. Stop. Just don't say anything. Do you have it? You don't have it. Go get it. Go get it. So I get off with her. She's got the stomach bug. And I feel like it was the next morning. It's, you know, um, or that afternoon, another one has got it. The next morning, another one has got it. And Grace is there taking care of all of this. And I told her, I was just like, I, we can't come home. Like, we're, we're not. We can't come home. And so she texted, Grace texted, sorry, Grace, I try to keep you anonymous, but whatever. Um, I didn't try, but she texted, she's like, mom, dad, nausea came over me like you would not believe. But I put on healing scriptures and I sat in the hallway outside of the bathroom and I told my body, no, you're not getting sick in the name of Jesus. 
She said, I said no in Jesus' name. And I put on the healing scriptures, and it was a fight. She goes, but within, I don't know how long it took. It took a bit, right? It took a bit. But she stood up, and she took care of her family. And she did not get sick. So this morning, if you came up here for healing, if you're standing in healing for your marriage, whatever is in your life that is unlawful, say no in Jesus' name. Matthew 18, 18 says, what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And if you look into those words, it's what you allow and what you forbid. Mm -hmm. And when I found that out, it just gave me Mm. a whole new sense of power because I'm a mom. I allow and forbid things all day long. (laughs) And what I allow is allowed and what I forbid is forbidden. So that, that verbiage, those words really just... Boom, they settled right into me because when, and it's when I step into my home. Now I'm working on walking in that confidence in the spiritual realm. Um, but seeing it in those terms really helped me. And since then I have said no to things. I forbid that in Jesus name, um, unlawful. And so I encourage you this morning to meditate on that. You are, have the authority in the spirit over all sickness, over lack, over unpaid bills. What you allow, you allow. Mm. And what you forbid, you forbid. Hallelujah. It takes some doing, right? It takes some healing scriptures. That's right. John Hagee. My kids listen to the John Hagee YouTube video, Healing Scriptures, almost every night going to bed. It's 48 minutes long. 48 mm. minutes long. Every night. <clears throat> Get the word just out around you. Get it posted in your house, in your car. And stand on it in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. All right. We're okay. going to move into our time of greeting. If you're an ECF kid, you know East, uh, Kid Corner's there for you. If you're a guest, we have uh, special guest bags for you um, to help your kids enjoy the rest of service. Um, offering buckets are going to be up here for your offering. If you uh, have a connection card on the, on the seat back, prayer requests, praise reports, testimonies, those also come up. Anything else? All right, let's greet one another, encourage one another. All right, church. All right. Our timer wasn't working. It feels like it's been about eight minutes. Yeah? How do you guys feel? Eight minutes? All right, I got a couple announcements for you. Hey, Grace, can you grab that sheet that has the announcements on it? I'm going to do some announcements, Uh, we'll do the offering, we'll pray over it, and I'm just going to share a scripture with you, uh, because we've already told that there are donuts out there, and there will be very few people paying attention to whatever I have to say, as the time eclipses past 1130, you're going to be like, yeah, she said mighty fine donuts, and that's all that you are thinking about, I totally understand. Okay, so some announcements, Uh, tonight, everyone say tonight. Tonight, we have youth night downstairs in the youth room from 6 to 8 p.m. One small change is there's always food, uh, but we're not having the big pizza dinner uh, this week. So for those of youth or no youth who will be coming, just warn them. I think we told everybody already via text message to parents and stuff. But make sure that they eat at least a meal, and then we will have snacks and drinks and stuff, of course, tonight. And then we also have at 6.30 p.m. tonight... Right here in the sanctuary, the Luciano Life Group. So don't forget that. That's the third, believe it or not, we're at the third Sunday of the month. 
And believe it or not, Thanksgiving is on Thursday. Was everybody aware of that? I looked at the calendar. I was like, what? It's Thanksgiving already? It is. So those things are happening tonight. Uh, one other thing we do have, uh, so we made some changes of where our mission stuff is being stored or highlighted. So the family room, which is in through those double doors right as you walk through the sanctuary, if you went straight, the missions area is on the right-hand side through those doors. Family room on the left, the missions on the right. That's where we're going to collect the soap. Uh, I don't know, Cole, if we have a side for soap, but we're connect collecting soap. We committed to the city mission, 50 bags of soap a month, and then Spirited Sisters committed 15 bags a month. So as ECF, 65 bags of laundry detergent soap that we've been committed to. It started, Camille had this idea, she saw a need, it wasn't being done. Maybe you, I don't think you can use food stamps for the laundry detergent. So there was a need that was there, and we just started doing it, and then we just kept doing it, and we've continued to do it, and we've done it all year. In fact, maybe we started last year, I don't remember, but it's been something we've been doing uh, for quite some time now. So uh, our goal is always 50 bags a month. You can get the bags at Walmart. It explains about where they're at, or you could donate, and on your offering envelope, just write uh, either, write an other, and just say soap, and then the finance team knows what to do with that. They put money in a separate account, and then we give that money to the person who goes, actually Stacy, who goes and gets the soap and then delivers it to the city mission, okay? Um, and then the only other quick update uh, we have is the nursery is coming along. Uh, it's still open for DIY, but uh, we'll be scheduling a meeting soon for those who signed up to volunteer. And I just talked to the man who is working on creating the half wall to keep the baby safe. Uh, that is making progress, so we're excited to see that get installed in that room soon. And so the nursery is going to be launching. Probably the official launch will be January. I know, hold tight. I keep saying it, and then it's like it's almost there. December's busy. We've got a lot of stuff to do. We want to get the wall up. Uh, Pastor Liz has gotten many, many brand new toys, incredibly engaging toys for the kids. We haven't invested in the nursery and kids' ministry in a while, and so we're excited to make an investment uh, into that. So that's coming up. And then I believe the new Word for You Todays are available. Uh, I think they're out in the lobby or on the back table uh, because they start again in December, believe it or not. Uh, we are approaching December fairly quickly. And one last announcement. Why am I doing I have so many announcements. I have one more. Uh, Chet and Jane, uh, who lead many a different teams uh, here at the church, they do a phenomenal job. They need help on the communion preparation team. So the requirements of the communion preparation team is they have it all lined up. They have the details of what to do. It's a very, it's a simple job to go do. Uh, but the request is that you come an hour before church, so you would show up at 9, 9 a.m., and then there's a cleanup that maybe lasts maybe 15 or 20 minutes post-church. So we're looking for someone to serve just one Sunday a month, uh, so you'll only be one Sunday a month. The current opening is the second Sunday a month, but there probably could be a little bit of moving around if we had to, but the second Sunday of every month is open. There's a sign-up sheet right behind Leanne. Leanne is right there. There's a table right behind her. Uh, where the word for you today is, there's also a sign-up sheet. So if you're interested in serving there, uh, just sign your name. They'll contact you, and they'll get you all set up uh, to serve. Okay, let's do offering, and then I'm just going to share a quick scripture with you, and we'll close out uh, service. So the offering scripture today 
uh, is out of 1 Chronicles 29. And I want to read this from verse 16 through verse 18. It says this, it says, O Lord our God, all this abundance, everybody say that, all this abundance, all this abundance that we have prepared to build your house for your holy name is from your hand. Say, it's from your hand. And is all your own. You know, every time I read that, I'm just like, it's a reminder. Everything we have is from him. Every chair that you're sitting on, it's from him. Every piece of clothing you put on, it's from him. Every meal that you eat, it's from him. This football, because I like footballs, it's a blessing to me. It's from him. Amen. It's all his. And so I think, I personally, sometimes we forget that, do we not? I mean, we, we forget it periodically. We have to be reminded of it that he's got a cattle on how many hills? thousand hills. I see a lot of hills when I look out. I don't see a thousand hills. Cattle's on all of them. He's got them. He's got everything we need. Verse 17 says this, I know also, my God, that you test the heart. Silence comes over everyone. Oh, he does. I know. He tests our heart all the time, does he not? And have pleasure in uprightness. As for me, In the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now with joy, I have seen your people. This is how I feel. With joy, I have seen God's people who are present here to offer willingly to you. It is a joy to give. It is a blessing to give. It's a blessing to watch people give. I'm blessed when people give. I just, I love when people give. It's a blessing to see it. Then verse 18 says, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the intent of our thoughts, of our heart, of your people, and fix their heart toward you. Can we fix our heart towards him this morning? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for every gift, every giver. We thank you, Father, that you are making a way, Lord, that you are redoing the nursery, that you are launching the family room, that you paid for the donuts that are out there for us to fellowship together with. Lord, that this property is going to be debt-free in the name of Jesus, that you have miracles and wonders and signs that you have done, you are doing, and you will do on this property. Lord, I thank you for these 13 acres. I call them blessed, I call them prosperous, and I call that many lost will be saved on this land. And we will send them forth from this land to every county and every community in northwest Pennsylvania to reach million people with the gospel message. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, turn with me just quickly to uh, John, the gospel of John. 14. And this is really a prelude, just a really short prelude to the series that we're going to be getting into in December and moving forward. And the, the series is, gonna, is called The Word Became Flesh. And really, it, the purpose of the series is to, one, we're leading up to Christmas. Anybody know what Christmas is? Yeah? 
Well, Jesus' birth. Come on. All right, so we know that that's leading up to Christmas. But what I want to instill and incite, incite a riot, they say, right? I want to incite in you a desire to read the word of God more. I want to incite in you a passion for the gospel and the scriptures like you have never had before. And I want to do it in December. I want to lead it up to Christmas so that you hit 2022 like it's nobody's business. You are going to you will be like, I can't wait till 2022 because God's going to be doing amazing things. And you'll start seeing the stuff in 2021 because we're not done with 2021. I'm not calling this year over yet. We got how many days? 31 plus, however many, like 40 some days left in this year for God to do amazing miracles. And so I just want to just excite us about the Word of God, what it is, the whole series will be about, the different uh, ways the Word of God is portrayed in the Bible as fire, as light, as bread, as all the different words that the Word of God is presented as. We're going to walk through those in December. But today, I want to read out of John 14 just as a taste. It says this, I'm going to start in verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Can we, just, can we just end this year with that, yeah? Whew, what a year. Let not your heart be troubled, no matter what's happening out there. Don't let it be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Do you realize he's preparing a place for you right now? Like right now. Right now, November 21st, yeah, 2021, for those who love God, Jesus is preparing a place for you. You talk about getting excited. I'm, if I thought Christmas in the terms of God's preparing a place for me, I'd be pretty fired up about Christmas. Because that's what Jesus came. He had to come in order to leave to prepare a place. If he never came, then he couldn't leave and he couldn't prepare the place. So I'm excited about Christmas because it meant he was here and he rose from the grave. He defeated death so that I can be with him forever in the mansion and the place he's building for me. It makes everything else in this world say, let your heart not be troubled because I'm going to a better place. Let your heart not be troubled because he's got a mansion waiting for me. Does that mean he doesn't want us to have prosperity in this world? Absolutely not. Does not mean that. But it means that he has got something even better in store for us. Even better in store for us. You know, how many of you guys use Windows, Microsoft Windows? Okay, so on Microsoft Windows, when you open up like the login screen, you get that beautiful picture. And then they, ro- you guys know what I'm talking about? They rotate the picture periodically on your screen. Well, every time one of these big castles come up, I heart it. I like it. So what it's doing is it now knows me, and it keeps showing me these big, beautiful mansions. And when I see it, I say, you know what? That's beautiful. But guess what? The Lord's building something even more beautiful for me and my house when I meet him face to face. So I'm excited about Jesus. Are you excited about Jesus? I'm excited about Jesus. So he's going to prepare a place for you. He says, and I will come again and receive you to myself. And there I am. There you may be also. Verse 4. And where I go, you know, and you know the way you know. And so Thomas then says, hey, Lord, we don't understand what you're talking about. We do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Right, this is Thomas. 
He doubts a lot. Ha, 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 ha. Jokester. Right? Ha, ha, right? So here's Thomas. He's saying, I don't understand. What are you talking about? We don't know. Where are you going? How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the way. What does the way mean? Matthew 7, 13 says this. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Yikes. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. So we say, hey, Jesus is the way. Yeah, this is fantastic. It's actually hard. No one ever said it was going to be easy. And no one ever said it was going to be easy. And if we don't spend time in the word, and we don't spend time praying, and we don't spend time worshiping, why do we think that the things that come at us aren't going to affect us? They do. They affect us either way, but we have to be strong in the word. We have to understand that he is the way. And when I say the way, I want us to think about the way more so than just, okay, he's the way to the Father. Could we read the Gospels? I challenge you to read the Gospel, whatever Gospel it is. I don't care. Pick one. And read it in December. And I want you to focus on the way of Jesus. The way he talked. The way he walked. The way he acted. The way he spoke. The way he ministered. And you will begin to see a pattern. Now, look. Everyone has a different personality. I'm not saying you got to change your personality. I'm not saying if you're extrovert, you got to be something different. I'm saying when you read the Gospels, just look at how Jesus ministered, how he lived his life. If the way is narrow and he is the way, what better person to look after than Jesus himself? And the Gospels explain that to us and they show that to us. We talk about, uh, maybe I think Pastor Liz had mentioned it before, or maybe somebody did, but do you know how they train someone to see a counterfeit? They make them study the real thing. They don't say, well, here's an option that it could look like this, but you would be deceived over here, and it could look like this over there. No, the real thing. Those who are trained in a counterfeit to see the way, the right way, the way, is by looking at the perfect one. By looking at the perfect dollar bill. For us, looking at the perfect one to see the way in which we should live our lives. So he is the way. He's also the truth. We'll get into this in the month of December. John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. I'm going to unpack that a little bit in December. There's so much in there. We could spend a whole month on that. Wait a second. In the beginning was the word? You mean Jesus was here from the beginning? Uh-huh. Wait a second. What's Christmas then? Okay, we'll get into all that. That's in December. And the word was God and the word was with God. Verse 2 says, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Everything was made through Jesus. Come on, church. All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made. 
Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Hallelujah. In him was life. No other way. We see the way. He is the truth. He is the life. In him was the life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. It's like walking into a room. It's pitch dark. There are Legos everywhere. Now I have dog toys everywhere. There's bones and dog bones and toys and perler beads. Anybody know what perler beads are? These things are like these, it's these toys that the kids do and they make designs and they're these little things. It's like, it's unbelievable how sharp and how painful they are when you step on this little thing. It's so small. But when I turn on the light, I can clearly see. And I believe that through the month of December and into next year, God wants to turn a light on a certain areas in your life that we've held back in the past, including me. And then you go down to verse 14, and John 1 says, And the Word became flesh, hallelujah, and dwelt among us, and beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Sid, you want to come back up here? I'm just going to close with this. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. John 10 says this, when Jesus said to them again, most assuredly I say to you, I read this at communion, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door, Jesus says. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. I want us to find pasture over the next couple weeks. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I've said this before, but I want you to notice the progression of those words. They're intentional. Steal comes first. The devil comes to steal first. What does he steal? The truth of the word of God. He steals it. And if we allow that to happen, and we don't correct it, We don't take our authority over it. We don't restore that in our lives. It leads to other things, which is the rest of that verse, which is death. And ultimately, destruction. And I think that destroy, you say, well, wouldn't destroy come before death? Uh Uh-uh. I think what this destroy means is generational things. Not just an individual person. But the enemy is looking to destroy generations. But here's the good news. You guys want the good news? Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. So this week, I want to give you some homework assignments. In the month of December, I want you to just pick a gospel and read, unless you're already reading through a plan. But I just encourage you, above and beyond that, 
read through the gospel and look at the way of Jesus. But your homework this week is this. What are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? I want you to write it down. I don't want you to just think about it. I want you to write it down. Put it in your phone. Put it in a note. Write it on a piece of paper. Put it on your mirror. Put it in your car. And every day, starting today, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I want you to write down four things that you're thankful for. That God has done in your life. Your testimony. His favor and blessing towards you and to you. And believe me, when you find one, you begin to see more. It's going to be hard to write down four. I'm just letting you know. If you want to do more than four, that's fine. Extra credit. And then on Thursday, I want you to share it. I want you to share it wherever you're at, whomever you're with. When you're with Thanksgiving dinner with your family or with friends or with just whomever it is, even if you're by yourself, then tweet it out. Put it on Facebook. These are the things I'm thankful for, what God has done in my life. And when we do that, because I've done this in my life, it begins to change our perspective of everything else that's happening. So I encourage you to do that this week. So bow your heads with me. Father, I thank you that you are faithful. Father, I thank you that everything we have, everything that we are, is because of you and who you are. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have come to bring life and life more abundantly, both for eternity and even in this life that we are in. So, Lord, I would just ask you, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you, that you would begin to penetrate their heart. Maybe they've walked far from you. They haven't been living the life of the way that you have instructed us to. That you would strengthen them this morning to see as you saw, to walk as you walked, to talk as you've talked. Fathers, you would encourage them and strengthen them this morning. And Father, I just pray a blessing over every family. Every family that's represented here. That you would go before them. That they would see and be thankful for the things that you've provided them. That this week of Thanksgiving, that they will have an abundant joy knowing your goodness and your faithfulness to them. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm going to have some prayer teams up here. If you've never received Jesus, you never accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you can do so today. There are teams up here that can pray with you. They will lead you in the salvation message. Don't go another day without knowing where you would be for all of eternity. That rhymed. didn't mean it to rhyme. If you need prayer for anything else, maybe healing or your marriage or whatever, a, a spouse, a sibling, come up here. They will pray with you. They will agree with you. These guys know the word of God, and they will pray with you. So I'm going to close with a benediction.
Yes, the donuts are out there. Take it easy. Just one, Don't go out the door too fast. No injuries. Take your time. There's coffee too. But I want to read this benediction out of Psalm 118. I missed you guys last week. Yeah, I missed you guys. We had a great time. I know Liz was telling you guys about the marriage getaway and the ministering. But I missed you guys. I was trying to watch on, I was always trying to watch on Facebook. And you did a great job. Great testimony. Okay, why am I saying that? I have no idea. Donuts are out there. Psalm 118. Let those who fear the Lord now say, His mercy endures forever. I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. The Lord is on your side. You will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me, among whose help me. Therefore I see my desire on those who hate me. But guess what? It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. So Father, we leave this place with our confidence in you. Thankful for who you are, what you've done. Trusting that you have a blessed week in front of us as we celebrate your goodness and faithfulness in our lives. In all this we pray, and all God's people said, Amen, Amen. Have a blessed week. Happy Thanksgiving. Eat a donut.